Welcome to the Pod Buffet, your selection of five-minute tasters by podcasters from around the world. And this is the Saturday Digest. Perfect for that late breakfast or early brunch. Enjoy. Great to have you on the Pod Buffet podcast. Welcome to both Seth and Alex. It's really great to have you here. I think it'd be great to just to hear how you two first met. Actually, we did first meet over lunch at Seth's office. It was very fraught. It was fraught. <laughs> when Alex showed up, she was sent to me by the people who I was working with. I did not screen her in any way. She just arrived. Mm-hmm. So. I was prepared for a significant amount of awkwardness and uh, an, an eventual very messy uh, breakup of some sort. But instead, <laughs> instead she walked in. I'm like, "Whoa! This made the whole project worth it." Welcome, and I made. I her- felt the exact same way. I mean, it was actually. I'm. I don't know if you know this, Seth, but when I was assigned to you, sent to you, I wasn't at that point deeply familiar with your work. I. I mean, I knew like obviously. After we planned to have a lunch date and I was coming to your office, I figured I better read up. And that's where I started reading up. And since that time that we met, I mean, obviously, I listen to your podcast every week and I edit it and I've read your books and become familiar with your work. But even more than that, I think teaching the podcast fellowship with you and the people who your work impacts and the people who you create community with. I've just never really seen community like that before. It's so crazy that I was sent to you and that that was just like, it just happened kind of serendipitously. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. So was that the, the Akimbo podcast at that time or did that come later? Yes, that was actually, no, when it first came to me, it was called something different. What was it right. called? Son? It had a 20 <laughs> names. But there it had were, a bunch of different names. There were a bunch of rules, but the key rule, it had to start with the letter A. Right. Because for whatever reason, so many podcast directories are in alphabetical order. Oh, that was the reason. For you, Seth, I mean, the Kimbo podcast wasn't your first podcast, was it? There were other things that you'd, you'd been doing. So what, what is it about the podcasting medium that, that you really value? Well, the thing that brought me to it is the thing that kept me from it which is that audible intimacy is different than any other form of connection with people. So I'm, I'm dear friends with Krista Tippett from On Being, and it took me a full three to six months before I actually could talk to her without thinking I was talking to that other <laughs> person because she, she'd been in my head for eight years. And I was very hesitant to give away that, feeling with people I didn't know. Um, And so the first podcast was an accident. I was doing a workshop for entrepreneurs and I didn't want people who couldn't afford it to feel badly. So I said I would record it. And the guy who originally started Midroll reached out to me, this was 10 years ago and said, could I turn your recording into a podcast? And for a while it was the most popular business podcast in the world because there weren't very many business podcasts. And that got me thinking about format and podcasting. And I basically came up with the idea for Akimbo and its format years ago, but I just didn't want to leap into it. And when Midroll came back all those years later, 
and made me an offer, I was like, well, stop whining about it and either do it or don't do it. And so we did it. I want to talk about the buffet for one minute. Yeah. Is there a more eclectic form of media other than shortwave radio than what you are building? I don't think so. It's extraordinary. I love it. It's a great idea, Steve. It's it, but it's like the execution of it. You think you know? We think we know what random means, but we don't mm-hmm. really until we encounter true randomness. Mm-hmm. The collection of passion and voices and topics just spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it is so true because everything, and I encounter this in so many ways. We all do throughout the day, like the algorithms that we're constantly picking things for us. And it is just so nice to actually see something that is genuinely random. It's such a, it's such an, uh, like a unique pleasure. Yeah, It's difficult to organize random, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> so it brings its own set of challenges. Very. But what, one of the things that came mm-hmm. out of the, the, the people who've done the podcast fellowship, feeling that they, they wanted to continue the work they were doing. And, and it, it does develop and, and evolve over time. And so it's an opportunity really to people to be heard and to be seen and for a wider audience to, to be exposed to, to the kind of work that's, that's being done. But you can't do in detail everybody's full t- full-sized podcast. So the five-minute window is an opportunity to give a taster. You're not going to want everything that is is on show but you're going to say oh that's interesting and you sure. follow the the thread and, and follow it down so it's uh it's an interesting process to, to and i think we you know we, we'll evolve as we go as well so it's going to be an interesting bravo time. it so it began uh-huh. with an idea um and it was a trial thing i don't think it was intended necessarily to turn into a multi uh mm. so, sort of cohort workshop um does, does right. it feel like it's achieved the kind of things that you were expecting, Seth? And, and is it, does it feel like it's going somewhere still? Uh, I think it's fair to say that it so dramatically exceeded our expectations from the first one that it stopped being uh, an interesting project and started being a moral obligation. That there are people who need this and they need it in a way that's different than our other workshops. Uh, it is such a joy to work mm-hmm. with Alex that when those two things stand next to each other, I'm like, yeah, of course we're going to do that again. I know. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, it was it was probably more of an experiment for me than it was for Seth because you've kind of at least done these kinds of things before. For me, it was, you know, really jumping in the deep end in a way that I actually probably hadn't before in any other area, which in itself was probably just, it was just such a great gift to be like out of my comfort zone for a little while and realize that I could do that. But I, I would not have, yeah, I didn't, I had no idea that we were going to be on TPF five and then we already have six kind of planned out and the number of people who have gone through the program. And then also you, you've been on a lot of those calls at the end, the commencement Mm -hmm. calls, just the, the notes and the feedback we get. And I, I certainly never thought that when we were conceiving of this, that we would have so much feedback that said people who have literally said like this changed my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is something that has has changed the way I communicate, the way I think about things, and the way I do my work, both personal and professional. So to say, yeah, as Seth said, dramatically exceeded all expectations that I would have had. I, I mean, the whole emphasis, there was, there was one call that, um, I think it was a, a commencement call. Seth, you made a comment about the difference between teaching and learning and how that was the thing that was really driving through 
all of the different workshops, really. But it's a clear thing in in in, in TPF, uh, and obviously that's a real important aspect for you. Yeah, I'm, I I think I use the word education and learning. Um, right, ed- education yeah. is compliance based. Education is will this be on the test? Education is what's the least I can do to get the piece of paper, and. We needed an education system, and in some respects, we probably still do, but we forgot to build a learning system. And learning is emotionally difficult because you have to become incompetent on the way to becoming excellent. And we don't do any education. We just do learning. And that's partly about experimentation in a safe setting. It's a lot about peer-to-peer. It's about status roles, and it's about access to people who will see what you seek to do and open the door for you. So, you know, Alex and I will both say correctly, if you want to learn how to turn on a microphone and technically make a podcast, you certainly don't need a fellowship to do it. You just need a blog post. Uh, That's not what we do. There's no secret information here. What there is, is the others. And so we're all about finding the others. And as long as the others keep showing up, we'll keep doing it. Getting someone to hold and swing a golf club is the first step along a well-worn path to introducing golf. This step is commonly taken together with a friend or family member who already plays the game. Proud Yorkshireman Terry Kirby had his first experience of golf when childhood friend John Potter revealed that he'd started to play golf. John told Terry that quite a few of the lads were going to the golf course on Saturday and they had some spare clubs from another friend who was away on holiday. Getting together with his mates was always appealing to Terry, and so it was agreed. On the Friday, before we played on the Saturday, I did go to the driving range and it just hit some balls. We went out on the golf course and it was... I don't know, you know when it's like, you get that light bulb moment, and when you've hit a couple of balls, you think, oh, ping, I like this. I do like this. Within an hour or so of finishing Saturday's round of golf, Terry was at the local golf shop getting himself a set of clubs. I was uh, in the Royal Engineers, so we did um, a lot of... It was all bridge building, mine warfare, um... Well, I did two tours of Northern Ireland and I was there. We did the search teams for the bomb disposal. Already worldly at just 22 years of age, Terry got a dream posting to Cyprus. In the nine months that followed, Terry enjoyed the work and the island until one day a motorcycle accident became a diversion in life's journey. Every accident, no matter how big or small, leaves a legacy for Terry the result was that he had one leg shorter than the other, and so he would use a raise in his shoe to level his hips, and so reduced a limp, which he'd learned to live with. Still, the orthotist arranged for Terry to have more investigation. Sent me to see a neurologist. He did a pinprick test, uh, and there was areas on my body that I couldn't feel. Uh, I think they had the results a lot earlier than, than I got to find out, because... They did a, a nurse came in and took some blood and he said, oh, we just want to take a, a blood sample. And I said, well, what, what's all this to do with? And he said, oh, it's just routine before an operation. 
I said, I don't know anything about an operation. So they, they discussed all the operation before I found out at seven o'clock in the evening that I had a tumour. A two and a half inch tumour on the inside of his spinal cord. It was Tuesday before gradually Terry came around from the operation, finding himself in the recovery ward. I'd actually lost just feeling from just under me chest on the left side. I finished up eventually having three operations. One of the physios, she said, you know, what, what, what would you like to get back? You do when you... I said, I love me golf. I said, I really love playing. Just days later, the physio gave Terry a poster from the Humberside Disabled Sports Association. So she gave me this flyer and it said, Handy Golf Foundation, Taste of Day, um, Seated Golfing um, in Scunthorpe. I don't think anybody knows what they're going to, to do or feel like when it happens to them. You, you don't know until it happens. Your emotions are all over the place. And all you've got to do is, is step back from um, your emotions and just look at it and think, right, I've lost the use of my legs. I'm still here. I've still got family. I've still got friends. There is always the support network in whatever you want to do. My life now, I feel, is better than it would have been if I hadn't had the tumour. I've done more things in my life since I became disabled than I ever dreamed I would do. It's not the end of the world, it's not the end of your life. In many ways, it's the beginning. It's just a new chapter. Since I've been in the wheelchair, I have had a ball. That's what I say to people I've had about. I think that there are so many opportunities now to do things and it's not it's not the end of life, it's the beginning and just plough forward, plough forward. On a late afternoon in the confines of my tiny office, after hours of hunching over my microscope, I retreated into another daydream about finding relief in a pain-free afterlife. Those daydreams were becoming more persistent, and I was scared that I would not be able to ignore them for much longer. Exercising twice a day and dieting to control those thoughts were losing their efficacy. Healthy outside, malignant inside. So I chose to save myself by letting go of my microscopic vision of a so-called successful life. I left my medical practice and chose a bigger macroscopic life as a yoga teacher and health coach. Healthy outside and inside, body, mind, and spirit. Years later, I had the opportunity to teach the multi-dimensional model of health. After 21 years of medical training and practice, 
and another four years as a yoga teacher and health coach, my entire understanding of health was revolutionized. A healthy body, mind, and spirit are just part of the picture. We thrive when we balance social, emotional, intellectual, physical, mental, and spiritual health dimensions. Healthy outside, inside, and beyond. Welcome to the Yogi MD Podcast. I am Nadine, your host. Join me to explore each health dimension where I interview experts and inspiring men and women who share the lessons they've embraced on their unique journeys to holistic health. And at the end of each episode, I bring you the Mindful Minute, practical tips to make each day healthier than the last. Don't just survive, thrive. Subscribe and be glad you took this time for yourself. Thanks for being here and hope to see you again soon. Pod Buffet, the eclectic mix of podcasts from around the world, brought to you Monday, Wednesday and Friday with a digest on Saturday morning, just in time for a late breakfast or early brunch. Enjoy.